Hey, everybody. It is February 4th, 2021. This is the Robert Bruton Podcast Show, and I'm your host, Robert Bruton. Thank you so much for tuning in today. I appreciate it very much. Welcome back, all of our subscribers. Thank you so much for listening to the show. You mean a lot to me, so thank you very much. And uh, we have been talking about, I just published a new book called Digital Nomad. So we're going to continue talking about the digital nomad lifestyle. And today, uh, you can't see it, but we're shooting a video. We're in a big old motorhome, a Thor magnitude that is really cool. This thing is a uh, a big diesel. Uh, it's a what they call a class super C, and it's a four wheel drive uh, uh, unit, and it's pretty cool. So. Um, if you hear some background noise and things like that, I like I always say, you know, we we do a lot of stuff outside, and uh, that's just what we do. All right, and if you hear me breathing hard, well, everybody knows that I'm still recovering from COVID nineteen. Got really, really super sick, and uh, so it's still hard to breathe, and I'm still uh, recovering from that. So if you hear me going. <gasps> or having to stop and pause for a second to catch my breath, uh, please just have some patience with me and know that uh, uh, that it's for a good reason. So anyway, we appreciate what you're doing. And uh, hang on, we'll be back in 60 seconds. Hey, welcome back to the show. Thanks for sticking around that 60 seconds. And... Uh, we have been starting season two with uh, having fun, figuring out how we can take everything that we've learned in all the books I've written, the articles, everything. We are applying all that we've learned into a new life. And what part of that could look like, okay, is called Digital Nomad. And that is the title to my new ebook that's out um, on Amazon Kindle. And, oh, and by the way, for those of you that keep saying, dude, why don't you put it out some other way? Well, it's actually a, a shorter version. It's not long enough to be out in paperback. But what's cool is, is it dives right into uh, the meat and potatoes of being a digital nomad and you can download a Kindle app for free. You don't need to go buy a Kindle reader. You can download it to your tablet or your smartphone or your PC, okay? And if you have a tablet, it's pretty much like uh, reading a book, you know? So anyway, and that's free. You don't have to pay for it. You don't have to do anything. There's no subscription. You just tie your Amazon to it and you're done. All right, so one of the cool things and we talked about this in a video and we talked about and we're doing another video uh and we've done another podcast but is this digital nomad lifestyle is basically uh, a dream life you basically need a laptop and an internet connection and you can work from the side of a pool you can work at the beach you can work at a hotel you can work in a cabin uh you can work from an rv you can work from a motorhome it doesn't matter you just need an internet connection and your laptop and you're good to go. So we, uh, and that's why I preface the first of the show and saying, you know, cause I'm shooting a new video in a, in a Thor magnitude motorhome. That's really cool. Um, they, uh, 
Uh, like I said, this is on a Ford F550 chassis that's four-wheel drive with a diesel engine. This thing can go anywhere. It's really uh, amazing. Uh, and it's amazing how comfortable everything is. So um, you don't necessarily have to do exactly what, you know, uh, what I'm talking about today as far as, as, you know, maybe getting on the road with a, uh, an RV, a travel trailer or, or a motorhome, you know, if you wanted to, uh, go down and do an Airbnb or, or rent an apartment somewhere for a short term, I mean, think about it. You can, if you could find an apartment community where you could say, Hey, I want to rent an apartment for six months. This is what I'm doing. Uh, you know, I'm a digital nomad or I'm an author or, you know, whatever you, uh, moniker you now go by you know and you can go stay in other places for a little while uh short term airbnb see if you can find somebody willing to do a little longer stay you know especially if you were somewhere in an off season okay you know if you went to uh uh, off-season to the Florida Keys, you went off-season to Florida, you went off-season to Hilton Head, you went off-season uh, to this place or that place, then, you know, uh, instead of going in the winter uh, to Colorado, you go in the summer, you know, and you are able to see and do uh, amazing new things and talk about that uh, in your new uh, digital nomad lifestyle, and you basically are putting that out on your social media, so people go, oh my god, this person is cool this person is fun to follow and uh, that's all part of the new stuff that we're doing uh, with everything that we've learned okay if you've read if you've read my books uh, organize your life to win quiet your mind you know um, mastering life God's way you know if you're doing and you're finding a spiritual connectedness you're finding yourself you know you're finding that that you know with a little bit of planning, I could take my life just about anywhere I wanted and you're applying those things. Well, now it's time to start having some fun. It's time to start thinking about, am I doing what I really want to do? You know, so if getting out and doing something new jazzes you up. And here's the thing. If you're in the middle of, the, of a lockdown in the pandemic, well, you know, God bless you if your company continues to pay you. Okay, and then um, if not, then a lot of people are finding side hustles, okay, that are uh, becoming their new uh, means of income, you know. And I think if we've learned anything from COVID 19, that, you know, not having our eggs in all in one job basket might be the call of the day, okay. So you might, you know, I think we all have to sit here and go, you know, crap. I mean, you know, I, I got COVID-19 for all, everybody knows I got COVID-19 really, really bad in the first of November. And I was out through the first of the year, you know, and I was in the hospital. And I was incredibly sick. And, you know, my employer helped out as much as they could for as long as they could. But then there was one more month where I, you know, I was out and I, you know, basically had to, uh, uh, live off of a, uh, my savings, you know, and thank God that, that my employer, and I'm grateful, uh, for my day job stuff that, uh, I was able to, to do some things that, uh, uh, and, and they, they kind of stuck with me, but you know, it was, um, that's not always the case. So, um, you know, finding a way to 
supplement our income through via a side hustle. And that could be, you know, uh, and we've talked about this and I don't want to touch on this too much uh, because we've already talked about it. But, you know, if you someone who makes jewelry, if you're someone who makes pottery, if you're someone who uh, uh, welds and makes neat little artwork or you make uh, uh, business card holders out of steel, you know, whatever it is, you know, or you're a painter, you know, and you start selling your paintings, you know. Uh, or if you start doing little side hustles, people want, you know, uh, maybe you paint somebody's garage floor, you know, with some really cool, you know, uh, car mural or something. Or, you know, there's all kinds of things when we get creative that we can do. Maybe you're selling your photography. Uh, maybe you're doing, um, you know, taking care of people's pets. You know, dog sitting is a huge thing, you know, and... Um, uh, taking care of some, you know, when somebody has somebody they can trust to take care of their family pet, when the family pet can't travel with them, that's a big deal, you know? And, uh, uh, so anyway, there's all kinds of, of side hustles and things that you can do, but we, I want to really kind of dive more into this digital nomad thing. And what really kind of jazzed me up is there's a lot of countries, for example, that, um, that have what are called digital nomad visas. So you can travel to that country and stay for extended periods. You know, you can go to the Cayman Islands for three years on a digital nomad visa. You know, I would challenge you to go anywhere in the, in the world and stay for three years and not have to jump through paperwork hoops and paperwork nightmares. You know, so if a digital nomad visa is something that you can apply for and that you can legitimately do, then that's a pretty cool thing. Because, you know, I can't imagine living too many places, <clears throat> excuse me, on this earth that would be quite as beautiful as living uh, on the Cayman Islands, you know. And uh, uh, so if you can go, you know, during off seasons and things like that, again, finding, you know, Airbnbs and things like that, that uh, where it's affordable, you know, and uh, depending on what you're, what you're trying to achieve, you know, if you're shooting YouTube videos and, and, and putting up a lot of YouTube content, you know, sometimes it's nice to be able to find people, you know, in a little busier season and do interviews and things like that, um, you know, or you're basically going down and, and I can't imagine a more wonderful place to go paint, uh, draw, do photography, write, you know, what a, uh, a nice, quiet place to go and, and just walk uh, on the beach and, and beautiful crystal clear water. And oh, my gosh, you know, beautiful white sand. You know, it's just that whole part of the Caribbean is just absolutely uh, amazingly beautiful. So um, that's an opportunity. Um, getting out into, and that's why we're shooting stuff in RVs right now is because that's really blown up. You know, if you go in and look at RV life and things like that, there are just literally thousands of people getting out on the road and, and, and just kind of working from place to place. You know, it's pretty cool and it's amazing what you can find to do. And you need something that has an income. You can't just, you know, I, I've seen guys do documentaries where they went in and they go, I'm going to cross the country uh, doing stuff that I found on Craigslist to do. Okay. Or that I found in, you know, some classified service, you know, and uh, 
when you get somewhere, if you have a special skill and, you know, and it's marketable, you know, it, it, and it could be something, and I, I laugh jokingly, but this is the truth. Maybe it's uh, mowing somebody's grass for a meal. You know, maybe you you get somewhere and, and you say, hey, you know, I'll, I'll mow your front yard for, you know, a couple of steaks and, you know, and some good conversation, you know, and you film all of this. And you you do it, and what and you chronicle the the whole time, you know. There are there are all kinds of people doing all kinds of stuff, and it's it's easier said than done. Don't don't get the oh my god that sounds like so much fun and quit your job tomorrow and and say we're let's take our money and go you know buy an RV and hit the road. You need to plan. You, there's there's a lot to this, okay, and you need to start your side hustles, in get them going and get yourself, you know, uh, make sure that first off what you're doing is marketable and you can monetize it. Sorry guys, we had a little oopsie there with the, uh, a little technical issue. So anyway, I had, uh, kind of gotten so far in that segment, I really didn't want to lose it. So, you know, you can do with this digital nomad, anything that you choose to do. That is the really exciting part of this is uh, thinking about getting an audience, okay? So we do that via social media, all right? That's appropriate for what you want to do, okay? Um, so, you know, having a 100,000 people on Snapchat and you're a technical uh, author may not be, you know, the audience that you're looking for. You know, or maybe you're a, you know, if you're a comic book writer, Snapchat might be your deal, you know. Uh, So think about the audience that, you you know, and there are business tools in all the social media that will tell you how to reach certain demographics so that you're talking to the audience that wants to talk to you. Okay, so that's vitally important is that you're talking to the appropriate people, you know. If you write spiritual books and you're on an atheist website, well, you know, that may not work, okay? Um, So, you know, if you're writing spiritual books, then you need to be around um, spiritual people or Christians or whatever faith that you're uh, working towards, then you need to to be where those folks are, you know? And so that's what I'm saying. This all takes preparation. You just can't get excited, as easy as it would be to get excited with this and then just go out and go, oh my God, you know, I'm going to sell everything and hit the road. You know, Um, you also want to make sure that you have a marketable uh, widget, if you will, something that, you know, uh, you want to make sure that uh, before you go out and write a great American novel that somebody actually would buy your great American novel. And I think if you're going to write a novel, you really need to have someone publish it. I don't, you know, I've seen some success stories with people who self-publish novels, okay? But I've also seen people who publish novels and don't do so well self-publishing. So you really maybe want to try to find a literary agent or something like that, uh, you know, to help you, especially if you're, if you're writing, you know, uh, uh, fiction, you know, I think that that's really important. A lot of things I self-publish, but I don't necessarily need uh, a publishing house to publish some of the stuff that that I work with, um, you know. And so, therefore, uh, 
a great many things that I do, I self-publish because it works, you know, and I don't need a literary agent. I don't need all that kind of stuff. So, you know, I'm not writing uh, a novel, you know, uh, I write nonfiction. So the, there's, you know, again, planning, preparation, all of these things will tell you where, when, and why, and how you need to do something, you know, and, uh, but I think getting out on the road, and that's kind of where I've been working within this last couple of shows, is something that sounds really fun. It sounds like something that if you can get something that you can monetize on the internet and you can get enough people to watch what you do, you know, there's some really successful people out there sailing around the world. There's some successful RV uh, RVers. There's some successful van lifers. There's some uh, successful people that just travel the country, you know, uh, go from one place to the next, just kind of, you know, being a la vagabond, you know, that's just, uh, uh, you know, it's just one of those things where you just get out and you, and man, you, you as, as uh, Leonardo DiCaprio said in Titanic, you know, I, I'm just traveling around on God's good humor, you know, and uh, that's a neat, neat prospect to me. It may not be for you and your family, uh, but you know, with, again, a little preparation and understanding that things are going to go wrong, okay? Um, it's not going to be all uh, marshmallows and, and uh, uh, roses. It, you know, things can go wrong out on the road. Um, you can have all kinds of mechanical problems with, you know, uh, RVs or motorhomes, you know, so you want to make sure that you're covered for that. You want to make sure that, you um, you know, if you had to stay in a hotel for, you know, four or five days that you've got that in your budget, you know, or if you even had to stay there for two weeks, you know, you want to make sure that uh, uh, you kind of have some contingency plans for worst case scenarios. OK, and we all have stuff that happens to us that we, you know, man, I didn't see that coming, you know, and uh, I can always tell you that it's good to have a home base of operation. You know, maybe you want to sell your home and downsize to some things, but you, you know, and I'm not saying that you have to have a physical address, but have a physical address that, you know, if it's a family member that uh, basically if all things in the world stopped, you could come back and you had a roof over your head and you had some, you know, like a home base of operation to get back into something uh, where if you needed a breather or you needed a break or you needed something, you know, uh, a little more catastrophic happened, you have a home base of operation, okay? So those are, you know, and that's kind of thinking on the, you know, what what's the downside? The upside to all this, because we want to keep it happy and fun, you know, uh, is you can go see anything that you want to see. You can go somewhere and, you know, if you want to go see the Grand Canyon, go see the Grand Canyon and chronicle that trip there. You know, if you want to go see the Rocky Mountains, go see the Rocky Mountains. If you want to see Broadway in New York, not that it's open, but you can, you know, uh, but there's going to be times when stuff like that opens back up. Okay. You know, if you want to interview people, you know, let's say you want to go around and 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 uh, interview people that own you know roadside motels. 
Tell us your funniest story. Tell us your creepiest story. Is the hotel or is the motel uh, haunted? You know, there's all kinds of of ways you can do things. Who owned this first? Why did they build this hotel or motel? You know, um, travel stories. You know, speaking to people. You know, if you go somewhere, talk to some retirees that are traveling. You know, who knows what kind of of uh, stories you're going to run into that are funny, sad, uh, ironic, you know, that you just go, oh my God, I can't believe, you know, I can't believe you guys went through all that. Life-changing, you know. There's a bajillion things out there that people love to do. I would rather, and I do, honestly, I pretty much don't look at news anymore. Because if I did, and we, and I looked at it in any length or you you can crap your head out real quick. You can get real depressed or you can change the world around you. And that's a completely different show. But what I'm suggesting is, is that you, you could put out some content. Okay. Get yourself an audience, put out some content and people are going to look forward. They're going to go, dude, you didn't post today. What are you guys up to? What's going on? You know, and there are a bajillion ways to put out really fun, neat content, you know, and maybe you go into a a town and I've talked about this. Maybe you go into a town, find a a shelter. And if you're a good cook and go in and say, hey, can I cook for everybody for today? I'm a really good cook, you know. And, and make a, a really nice meal for people. Take the, 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 the stuff that they have there and maybe add some of your own spices and turn it into a, a really fun meal. You know, there's, and then that makes good content. What is content to? Gets you an audience, you know, gets you where, you know, there's, there's programs. Patreon, for example, you know, where people can subscribe and you can put exclusive content Make it like a subscription magazine, a subscription video magazine. You can also do, you know, buy me a coffee. I put that on, on a lot of my articles where, you know, if someone likes it, they can, they can basically tip you a couple bucks. It's not anything that's going to make you uh, Bill Gates rich, but it's certainly going to supplement your income. You know, all of a sudden you look at your buy me a coffee account and there's, you know, 50 bucks there. You know, and you go, oh my gosh, you know, and you cash that out. You know, you sell photos that, you know, you put them out on, there are uh, several really good, uh, you know, if you're a really good photographer and you can get on Getty Images, God bless you, you know, and I've had three photos get on Getty Images and you do really well with Getty Images. And, um, uh, but there are other sources where people can pay you for, uh, your photography, you know, if you're out and, and so if you're going, think about this, okay, if you're a fledgling photographer and you're going to hit the road and go out and do some stuff. Now think about this for a second. If you were, let's say at the base of the Grand Tetons, okay. And you were going to shoot, maybe you had a, a uh, maybe you've got a, a, a you know, your fa- a family member, your girlfriend, your boyfriend. Maybe there's somebody you can use as a model there. Maybe there's some way you can backdrop, you know, a, uh, 
companies, uh, there's a, there's a young lady that I, I watched in a documentary that, um, that there's a, uh, uh, a cup for that's kind of yoga specific as far as something you would take to a yoga class that holds water and it's, and they're kind of cool and they're, they're, you know, they're, they're pricey for what they are, but it's a, it's a really good, uh, water bottle. Okay. A reusable water bottle. Well, they take a picture in a backdrop, you know, of the water bottle with the backdrop of whatever area that they're in. So if you were at the base of the Grand Tetons and, and you put a backpack that, you know, and sent some company and go, you know, do you realize how much money it would take to send a, uh, a crew out to do a photo shoot at the base of the Grand Tetons, but you're there? Maybe you see a, 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 a woman there that you could put as a model or a, or a family you could use as a model or a guy that you could use as a model and say, hey, you know, and get them to sign a photo release and say, hey, you might be in, you know, some outdoor magazine. You might be on the uh, advertising. Do you care? And they sign a release and, and that says that they're not getting paid and you can use their image. You know, those are just standard photo releases. Those are easy. I carry them in my camera bag. That way, if you see someone or something and someone that you can shoot together, then you can get a release. You know, you can't sell pictures of certain things, certain monuments and certain buildings and certain things without the express written consent of that. They own that image. So, you know, have those things available. But the point is to all this is think about this. If you're in really cool spots, you know, how much money would it take to send an entire film crew out there? Maybe you're shooting B-roll video. Okay. If you don't know what B-roll video is, Google it. Okay. And so you, but you can sell B-roll video, especially if you have a 4k digital camera, you can sell it for more. Okay, so there are really cool things that you could be driving and seeing and go, oh my God, hold on, let me get a, let me get some, some video of this. And then you're selling B-roll off of, you know, some really cool turn or some winding road or something, you know, something, you know, the largest uh, ball of aluminum foil in the world, you know. But you're out on the road doing these things and chronicling these things. and But you have to develop an audience. Okay? So the best way to do it is take short trips and start, develop, and start getting people to want more. And as you build up your content and as you build up um, your subscribers and things like that, then you can start gauging how much, you know, you can say, okay, well, if, as long as the world doesn't come to an end... Let me see what I can do. Maybe you go talk to people, you know, coming out of a hospital that, you know, uh, are, care, you know, first care, first frontline caregivers and say, you know, hey, how's this COVID thing working? How are you? How's it affecting you and your family? Are you OK? Can you tell us what's, you know, without getting into specifics, can you tell us, you know, what's going on? And I mean, people want to hear stuff like that, you know? You stop at a fire station. Hey, can y'all tell tell us the funniest rescue you've ever made? You know, not the most tragic. You know, but what's the what's the funniest thing? What what's the funniest thing that some guys have gotten into? You know, what are you know? They'd share that stuff with you. Who wouldn't? You know. So you can travel around and do 
you know, be a traveling reporter. And if your content's funny, if it's if it's engaging, if it's good, and it doesn't have to be a Steven Spielberg film, okay? If you look at a lot of videos that I shoot, yes, we shoot documentaries, but we also shoot just normal, you know, with a a, a handheld, you know, tripod and in and a in an LED light, you know, it doesn't have to be anything overly expensive to get started. So you can do these things for really virtually stuff you probably already own. You know, if you have a, 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 a newer smartphone, you probably have a 4K camera. Okay? You realize how many people shoot documentaries and shoot... Uh, first, I, they, I've seen people shoot feature-length films with a smartphone. There are films out there with, that are shot with a smartphone. So you don't have to go out and buy a lot of really crazy stuff. Yeah, you're going to have to recharge your phone a bunch. Okay. And, it's, and it, it will wear and tear on your phone a lot. But that's pretty cool. All right. I'm going to take a break, catch my breath, and I'll be right back. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the show. And <clears throat> excuse me. Goodness, I'm telling you. COVID-19 sucks. Uh, if you uh, have it, God bless you. I pray for your uh, healing. Um, it, whatever you can do to not get it and uh, uh, because it, it will, uh, uh, for the, for, for if it gets you real hard like it did me, um, it's a bitch to get over. So uh, uh, I'm praying that uh, nobody gets it. And if you can, whatever you can do to prevent yourself from getting it, I, you know, just Man, uh, heed all the warnings and do everything you can. So, um, if you are sick and tired of being sick and tired, and what it took for me was, is all of you that <clears throat> read me or uh, follow the podcast show or uh, read my articles or my books, know you know, three years ago, I went through a divorce that honestly, I just, at that time, I didn't want, I had no interest in it. I was, you know, uh, yeah, there were, there were issues, but, you know, this is someone who uh, I thought, honestly, that I was supposed to be with the rest of my life. And uh, I'm sad that that didn't occur, but the flip side to that coin for anybody who's going through a divorce and maybe you didn't want it, you know, at the end of all of this, you come to realize that, you know, you have a destiny and maybe the person that you're with currently is not part of that destiny. It doesn't make it a, a bad thing in the sense that, you know, they may need to move on with their life to do something else if you're in this situation. Okay, I'm not suggesting that a perfectly healthy relationship, you go, well, you're not really part of my destiny, so get the hell out of here. No, that's not, you know, if, if you're in the midst of a divorce or, or, or a breakup, you know, that person, you know, this may be the universe moving or this may be God moving a person out of your life to make room for someone who's right for you. So, you know, Tony Robbins, uh, I, I remember one, it, in his very first book that he wrote, he talked about a relationship because he talked about several things that, you know, that can send you into a tailspin. 
And he said, there's, you know, really only a couple ways that you can look at a breakup is you can say, you know, uh, thank God this is over to make room for someone who's right for me. And it, in the midst of all that, I certainly, when I, uh, was going through it, certainly I, I, I didn't want to hear that shit, you know, but after time had passed and, and, um, there was some time for healing, you know, then, you know, I realized that, that, you know, and I even wish for her if what, if I'm not part of her destiny, then I hope that, that her destiny unfolds for her the way that I'm anxious for it to unfold for me. So at that point, in that juncture in my life, I said, you know, I, I, I don't want to lose anybody else in my life. You know, I don't want to have to start over again. You know, I, I'm sick of this shit. I am for the first time in my life going to do something that I want to do, not something that I have to do. I'm going to... Uh, do whatever it takes if I have to do something less than make less money at whatever I don't give a shit what I want in life is to be able to smile at the end of the day and go I love this is fun and for me doing a podcast or doing a video uh, shooting film uh, doing uh, photography or writing are all incredibly cathartic to me. It's just, oh my God, this is, ugh, this is, this is what I want to do. This is what I want to be when I grow up, you know? So yes, I do have a nine to five means to an end day job while, and that's the beauty part of this digital nomad thing, is while you develop your audience, while you see, we're working smart, while you develop the things that you need to develop in order for you to pull the ripcord and exit, or as Steve Harvey says in his famous video on YouTube, which I'm saying that for a reason, follow it, is go watch Steve Harvey jump. You know? And that's that's something I watch all the time. It's something that that I absolutely, uh, I'm like, oh my God, yes, you know, because as he says in the video, you know, once in your life, see what God has for you. And that's what I feel like in this digital nomad stuff is that, you know, this could be something where you could travel around see the world, see the, see the scenes. And you don't, and, and it, you know, if it's not for you, then think about that side hustle you could do from home. Maybe it's just working from your home, you know, who, what, however this opens up and unfolds for you is the way it's supposed to for you. But I think there's a lot of folks out there, um, that would like to be able to, you know, Redo a bus and hit the road. Buy an RV, hit the road. Hit one Airbnb and go to the next. Rent an apartment in this place, stay six months, work work out your lease and go do something somewhere else. You know, but, but make sure that you have yourself. And in the next show, we're probably going to sit down and really talk about how to plan out and what you could do to... Uh, 
make sure that when you do pull the rip cord, that you know you're going to be able to float in. Yes, you're going to hit some things, and yes, you're going to have some bumps and bruises. Yes, things are going to come up that you were not expecting to come up. You know, a cute couple that I watch on YouTube that has an RV show, you know, one of their children, you know, run up on some some issues and it it completely, you know, you don't know what's going to come up. You know, I've watched another young couple and, you know, they had a child. Now they're having the second child, you know, out on the road. And they live a fun, exciting life, you know. And they're not doing anything. Like I said, don't overthink this. What happens when, and that's what I write in the book, don't overthink because I know that for me, a lot of times there were things where, you know, people in my life overthought what we were trying to do. For example, my ex started a a thing and she overthought too many things. You know, and and basically it didn't work out the way that she wanted. There was too, things had to be too much perfect and too in place, you know, in order for it to be successful. And, And it fell apart on her and I felt bad for her. I didn't want it to do that. But in hindsight, when I'm sitting here thinking about it, man, there was a whole shitload of stuff we could have done differently to make that successful. A whole bunch of stuff that we could have done a whole lot different to make that successful. But that wasn't, again, something, you know, and you may try several things. And that's the skinny. You may have to go through several different little things before you find that one thing. You know, if you're a writer, not every book that you have is going to make the New York Times bestseller list. Not every book that you write is going to win a Pulitzer Prize. Not every book that you write is going to win a Nobel Peace Prize for literature not going to happen in all the wonderful books that Ernest Hemingway wrote you know which all made you know the New York Times bestseller list but not all of them won a Pulitzer which he did not all of them won a Nobel Peace Prize which he did and he didn't have a formal education to write so when you overthink things and you start going, well, you know, we don't have this and we don't have that. Resources versus resourcefulness. Resources versus resourcefulness. Learn the difference and you'll become an entrepreneur. Activity versus productivity. Learn that. Activity versus productivity. Activity is playing on social media. Productivity is being on social media, but communicating with your audience in a meaningful and engaging way. You're communicating with people who are asking you engaging questions. Big difference. Big difference. Activity versus productivity, resources versus resourcefulness. You master those two things and you will find the success that you seek. Absolutely, 110%, absolute.
Because one is that you're taking what you have to work with and working with it. The other is you're not wasting your time. The third thing that I can tell you that you absolutely have to have is knowledge. The only way you gain knowledge is through self-education. You have to learn stuff. Shit is hard when you don't know how to solve a problem. When you don't know how to solve a problem, that is a lack of education. And I'm not talking about formal college education. I'm talking about education. You figure it out. You may go to a textbook to find a textbook answer for a solution that you need. But you also may go and read things that other people have written, things, videos that other people have made, how-tos that other people have made, people who have crossed the same real estate that you're trying to cross successfully. Knowledge is power. Absolute. When you can overcome an issue because you have the knowledge to do it, guess what? Everything falls into place. Become the smartest person in the room as best you can. Because when you, like I said, when you lack knowledge of a thing, okay, of something, then you're going to suck at it. You're not going to be very good at it. But when you have and you master the knowledge that it takes to complete certain tasks, certain functions, certain realities, then, hello, you're going to kill it. You're absolutely going to kill it. So what does that take? It means getting your ass off a video game, getting your ass out in front of a TV, and actually trying to learn something. But if you follow again, organize your life. Sorry, Organize Your Life to Win is a good book that I wrote that talks about that. Okay. And I'm hoping that we've already gotten past that and that you're here because you've done all these things. You've read all these things. But it's never too late. Go back. Read it. And I'm telling you, the, the, you know, when you, when you take that, that core knowledge and then you start really ramping it up to, to learn uh, and dig in deep, gee, hello, you will, you will rocket ship your adventure. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, every day mine gets better. Every day I gain more and more knowledge. Every day I put out better and better content. Every day I'm looking for new avenues, new roads. I'm learning how to find certain things, how to find certain resources that I need. I'm being resourceful in the sense that I'm looking for, is there an alternative to this expensive camera that I need? Is there an alternative to this expensive uh, lens that I need? Is there an alternative to, um, you know, this expensive computer that I would really like to have? You know, is there something that's a stepping stone to that? If I can't do it today, what's the stepping stone to get me there? Resources versus resourcefulness. 
I can't go out and buy a $50,000 Hasselblad camera. I would love to own one. But there are other lesser expensive medium format cameras that I could that I could theoretically go out and buy when I want to shoot, you know, medium format shots. But I'm also not in a situation right now because I'm recovering from COVID where I can travel to altitudes that I want to to be able to shoot from that um, <clears throat> in the mountains and things like that and the wildlife that I want to shoot. Um, because I, when I got there, I couldn't breathe. <laughs> so I'm having to slow down some things that I wanted to do uh, in order to recover. So there again, I could get bummed out and say, and when the, life throws you a curveball. Three hours away from me is some of the most beautiful country in the United States. And I can't really travel there as yet because I honestly, my, my doctor told me, he said, you're going to have a hell of a time breathing at altitude right now. So I don't want to prolong my recovery by going somewhere where I'm going to strain my body to a point that I honestly, I could get sick or I would have to get back on oxygen and you don't want to do that. I didn't realize this, but your body can come can, or your lungs can become dependent upon oxygen and what i mean by that is a tank you know where you have a a tube in your nose well i can't go hiking around the mountains and shooting you know bears and mountain lions you know and have a damn oxygen mask on that that really doesn't work i mean if i had to i certainly could probably make use of it but i don't want to i want to be healthy i want to be able to do it and be able to do it on my own Mountain lion starts chasing me. I won't be able to run. (laughs) You know? So, not that that's the smart thing to do, but it wouldn't be. But anyway, you know, I jokingly say, you know, if a critter starts chasing me, I won't be able to run. But I can't. You know? And and so, I, I just look at this as there's something else I'm supposed to be doing right now besides recovery to get me to a point where I can go do those things. So, Digital Nomad, my new book, and it's really about getting out, traveling, doing the things that you want to do, and monetizing that so that you can support yourself, support your family, and support the lifestyle that you choose to have. It's not for everybody. I'm not suggesting that you can, you can do it. You have to determine that all by yourself. What I say about naysayers, though, is because someone else says that you can't do it because they can't do it, doesn't mean you can't do it. I know that was a tongue twister, but I hate naysayers. I, I would never give the advice well, why are you going to do that? That's just crazy. Why do you think you're going to do that? Now, if my 25-year-old son came to me and said, I'm going to become a brain sur- a world-class brain surgeon, I might say, okay, that's, 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 a, that's a leap. What are we going to do? Okay, how, what's your plan? Okay, what's your plan? Kind of been not doing stuff like that, so what's your plan? You know? 
do you even have a plan? Okay, well then let's sit down and look at this rationally. I'm not going to tell him he can't do it, but I am going to ask, do you have a plan? You know, and what is your plan? How, do you, how are you going to get from um, playing video games to I'm going to be a world-class brain surgeon? Okay, I'm going to be a neurosurgeon. You just know it in my heart. Well, because if someone knows it in their heart, here's the thing. Maybe you go from, from you know, maybe the, the, the title of your book from uh, video game to uh, brain surgeon in 10 years. Is part of your memoir, you know? I don't know. Because like I've always said in my books and always said on the show, is there's two people that know whether you can or cannot do a thing, okay? That's you and God. If you know in your heart, God knows. If you know in your heart that you can do a thing, who am I to tell you you can't? I don't care how much I may say, I don't see how he's ever going to do that. I'm sure as hell not going to tell that to you to your face. I might, cause, and I will do a friend the same way. What is your plan? Okay. I'm, I'm, I'm on board. What is your plan? How are you going to get there? Good. Sounds like a good plan. God bless you. Godspeed. That's what a friend does. What can I do to help? What information could I give you that might, you know, further what you're going to do? Is there anything I can do to help? If someone's going to fail, let them fail on their own. Because it's, it, it, would you rather be able to say I tried and failed? Or, damn, I, I, I wished I'd have tried that. You know, here at the end of my life when I, I don't have time or uh, the physical or mental ability to do that at this point in my life. I wished I'd have done it. Or, yeah, I tried that. I didn't, you know, I failed at it, but, you know, I died. man, I got out there and gave it the, you know, gave it 110%. And it was fun while it lasted, but I just couldn't make it succeed. But I tried. Hell, I'd much rather tell you that story. And tell you, oh, no, I, I was going to do that. I just never got around to it. See, and that's where I'm at in my life is I, I want to, you know, I got so busy trying to make a life that I forgot to have a life. Some of you have heard that. It's not a, a coined phrase by me. Some of you have heard that. I got so busy trying to make a life that I forgot to have a life. And anybody that tells you that I'm too busy is full of shit. They don't know how to manage their time. Anybody that tells you that, oh, you better learn how to multitask is full of shit. Multitask can get that shit out of your head. Because you know what you can do really, really fast is complete one thing. You can have several open things on your desk, for example. But do one. Do it good. Finish it quick. In, out, buy. Grab the next pile. In, out, buy. Thanks. Next pile. In, out, buy. Thanks. Why? Because you're 110. So like I said, I'm sorry, we had a little uh, blip there. The, uh, but being 110% focused and getting something done, we wrote about that in Organize Your Life to Win. It's something that I think that it takes 
too long to reconnect and refocus. Try to write three stories. Here's the thing. If you're a writer, try to write three stories simultaneously. That's what multitasking is. So try to go from one storyline to the next. You can't. Okay? Think about that for a minute. For those of you that are currently possibly even multitasking, okay, well, I can do it. Well, ask yourself, am I producing the best result that I can? And am I able to write three stories simultaneously? Three laptops open. You move from one story to the one storyline to the next with ease. You work on one for five minutes. You move on to the next one for 10. You go back to the first one for five. You go back to the third one for another 10 minutes and tell me that you can produce a world-class article, a world-class book, a blog post, hell, anything. If you're doing three things simultaneously, can you really tell me with 100% certainty that what you're producing is your best work? Because what I can tell you is if you're focused on one thing and you are producing a result based on 110% of your brain function on that particular item, I'm going to say that produces a better result. In fact, I know it produces a better result. Because cognitively, you cannot refocus your mind. It's just like if somebody comes in and interrupts you and says, hey, what are you doing? And you were right in the middle of the coolest storyline ever. And then go right straight back to where you were emotionally, mentally, and finish out what you were doing without it taking 20 or 30 minutes to get your head back into the game. It's just not possible. So there you have it. My two cents on do not multitask. Do finish, move on, do finish, move on. All right. So we're going to kill it today. <laughs> you know, sorry for the couple little interruptions here uh, with the, we had a little technical glitches and stuff, but you know what? Those of you that listen to me know that we just roll with it, baby. That it's never about anything except the good content that we're trying to put out, the message that you hear. You know, we may not always sound like. We produce this, you know, uh, in a, the best manner possible or available. But I'm telling you now that our heart's in the right direction and our message is good. Okay, so robertbruton.com is where you can find everything, how to get to my books, how to do listen to the podcast. Uh, it's all there. The website is very, very good, has all kinds of cool stuff. Um, Please go visit it. Again, robertbruton.com. Um, there's a direct link to my author page there. Uh, all our books are available on Amazon. If it's a Kindle book, remember, you do not have to have a Kindle reader to read a Kindle book. You just have to have the app. And it's free. 
and easy to download. And I even have a place on the website. If you go to eBooks, um, there is a link where you can go in and you can uh, download a Kindle app for free. You just connect it to your uh, Amazon account and you are good to go. All right. Well, thank you so much for tuning into the show. Thank you so much for your patience and tolerance with my COVID recovery, my breathing, and our technical issues that we ever now and again have. And uh, I hope you're having a blessed day and a blessed new year. Remember, and we talked about this about four or five shows ago, if you did a New Year's resolution, are you still on it? Are you still doing what you want to do? I want to lose 50 pounds this year. Are you still doing it or did you give up? Don't give up. All right. That's all I got to say about that for now. Uh, we'll probably do another show about it here pretty soon. So anyway, bless you. Thank you. And this is Robert Bruton. Bye for now.